Greetings, everyone. This is John Newman of the Hodges Partnership, and welcome to episode one of Teaming Up with the Hodges Partnership. It's a new limited podcast series where each month we'll release a new conversation between two Hodges staffers talking about a specific topic related to public relations, social media, content marketing, all all the fun marketing topics of the day. In today's episode, we'll feature Casey Prentice and Anderson Hayes, two of our best storytellers talking about storytelling. A reminder, you can view a video version of this on our YouTube page. And please, please, please like, subscribe, and follow all our social channels to get new episodes as they come out. So without any further ado, here's episode one of Teaming Up with the Hodges Partnership with Casey and Anderson. Hodges Partnership, we like to think of ourselves as strategic storytellers. And we do this in a couple of different ways through media relations and sharing our stories with journalists um, to creating content ourselves on behalf of our clients and, you know, really digging to find those stories and to figure out the best channels to to put them out on. So um, today, Anderson and I are just going to have a little conversation. We're going to have a story about storytelling about storytelling. So uh, here we are. Um, So to start off with Anderson, um, do you just want to talk a little bit about what storytelling means to you? Yeah, of course. Um, Storytelling to me is all about the narrative. So embracing the narrative is key. Um, It's about making sure that you are telling something that's compelling and it could be to any audience member. So that could be to a person that could be communicating a brand that could be communicating anything that's important to you and building that connection with someone or to a brand helps people embrace that brand or thing or person more because we can say, okay, I like that brand or thing because I have a connection to it. Or I can say, maybe I don't like that brand or thing. And you could say why, or maybe there's a reason why you don't connect with with it. Or maybe you can just learn more about it, um, which is important for any type of storytelling is to learn more See if you can build a connection there and what that connection looks like, um, I think is important. So for me, that's what storytelling is. It's it's about embracing a narrative. I think that's the the whole art to it, because it is an art to telling a story that, you know, people connect to and they're like, OK, I, I really like this. Why? Let me learn more. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's important. Yeah. And I think the the thing that you kept saying was connect and connection. And I think, um, when I know when I'm producing a piece of content, I'm really trying to figure out with the words that I'm writing, how do I invoke an emotion or how do I get someone to say, Oh, I feel that, or I've done that, or that sounds like me. So I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And, And that's, that's the key. Like, if if the tone of a piece matches to like the narrative, that's always like that high point. Right. When when the tone and the story line up, then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's how I can feel really uh, connected to it. And, and, and that's important for any type of story that you tell. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh my gosh. Um, so you are doing work right now with Venture Richmond and yes. you're doing a lot of storytelling. So yeah. talk a little bit about what you're doing now and how storytelling weaves into that. Yeah. So with Venture Richmond, they have a new project that's going on called Meet Me Downtown. And the whole project idea, the whole campaign is to basically um, embrace downtown businesses and bring back people to downtown. Uh, the pandemic and the social justice mo movements that happened last year, they really impacted uh, businesses downtown. And there's like over 70,000 people that are just in the downtown area. So a lot of people serve, a lot of those businesses serve those people. And it's not only for Richmond, it's about bringing people back there so they can shop and feel comfortable. But it's also about making sure those people who are there know that these businesses aren't going anywhere and in and, and making sure that we at the Hodges partnership are telling some of those businesses stories. So whether that's, you know, a small business like Berkey's, who who is a uh, gospel store where they sell music and it's a really niche market, but it's really important or to a larger restaurant. Um, it, it's it's about that telling those stories of those companies and why it's important to come back downtown. So for us, that's that's the whole thing that we try to do with the whole Meet Me Downtown campaign is support in our best way through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So those three social channels, using that to kind of tell these stories of these businesses so that people know like, hey, it's cool to come back downtown. You can shop here. They want your businesses. These businesses want you to come back here and, you know, see what they have to offer. And because before the pandemic, Richmond downtown area was doing great. It was fantastic. It was thriving. Um, when I talked to a bunch of the businesses, they all say how amazing downtown was pre-pandemic. So now it's about kind of keeping that same thing up now that we're a year almost out of this pandemic. Now kind of moving into this whole new narrative, <laughs> statement of storytelling, um, narrative of what downtown is and how people can support it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, it's not just the business. So you're not just shopping at Little Nomad. It's, yeah. There's a person at the store exactly. and, you know, a husband, a father. So yeah. in addition to, um, the the pandemic and the story, the business implications, there's the personal implications. So pulling yeah. that out too is helpful and the crafting the narrative and the story behind that. Yeah, yeah, because the people are important and it's about telling those people's stories because they all have a unique one. They all have a unique experience about how they were able to deal with that moment, still having their businesses downtown. And what what the pandemic brought was kind of the big word of the year is pivot. So how all these businesses were able to pivot throughout the pandemic and they all did it in their own unique way. And it's about telling their personal stories um, for each of not only the people, but the individuals that one of the businesses, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And I think storytelling is, is good for a lot of different, you know, uh, strategies, like whatever you're trying to achieve storytelling can kind of, you can change your approach depending on what you want to do. So yeah. venture Richmond, you're trying to build the awareness that, you yeah. know, businesses, 
we need the community to thrive. We yeah. give back to the community. Yeah. Uh, we support the community. And then, um, so it's helping to tell the story, bring a life to the scene downtown. And then, you know, one of the projects that I work on is uh, Fast Forward, which is a community college program. And the target uh, audience there are people who haven't necessarily um, felt confident enough to go back to school. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, storytelling with the purpose of breaking down some of those challenges and, and showing that this is a possibility that is achievable. So, um, you know, we do that, we do storytelling for that by talking to students. We talk about their challenges yeah. and, you know, we're able to say, oh, you were a single mom of two kids and mm -hmm. you busted your butt to get the certification. And now you work nine to five in your home at the end of the day to cook food for your kids versus mm -hmm. them bouncing around in neighbors or whatever it is. So it's, it's nice to be able to tell stories and have that positive light and, um, you know, really bring, you know, in this case, this is a workforce training program. So that's kind of clunky and hard to wrap your head around. But when you talk about it in real terms with real people, it kind of makes it a little more um, easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in your case, like they're all trying to achieve a goal, right? Of That graduating and, you know, they're also taking that step, which is part of their narrative of they're going to school. So that's even more a part of their story. And for some people that can be hard to do. So it's about saying, okay, you're you're taking this chance of going back to school, but then at the end, you plan on attaining this goal of your degree, hopefully. And why why is that important? Everybody wants to achieve some type of higher learning. If you're out there trying to see, OK, is it the right step for me to go to community college? How will going to community college be beneficial to me? You know, that's that's part of the story that we have to craft or especially your team has to craft to just kind of bring more people in so that they do, you know, are ready for that task. So, yeah, it's it's definitely important. And um, I don't know if you've experienced this with some of your interviews with Venture yeah. Richmond and some of the other um, projects that you work on. Um, but you know, you and I talk for a living, we, yeah. <laughs> we write for a living, we share stories for a living, but some of the people we talk to, you know, when they hear the word interview for yeah. a blog post, they get a little nervous mm -hmm. or, you know, they might be quiet or reserved. And I think, you know, part of our job is not just writing the words and creating the story, but we have to call and get those words. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you have any tactics and approaches when it comes to those conversations just yeah. to help build that relationship before you even start writing anything down? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, especially for businesses, they're always, or business owners, I should say, they're always a little worried about doing an interview because they don't want to say the wrong thing. Though most of the times I'm like, I'm not going to put anything in there that's going to make your business look bad. They're still worried when they get to the interview. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I always like to take the approach of, you know, if you if you build a comfort with whoever you're speaking with, whether it's a business owner or teacher, any type of person. Um, and that can just be through, hey, 
let me listen to your story. Let me listen to what you have to say. And when I when I like even take the approach of asking interview questions or wanting to do an interview question, I always take the approach of tell me your story. Tell me what you have to say. What do you want to let the public know that's important? And then from there, our whole narrative for Venture Richmond is about telling the story of the connection to downtown. So from there, I can say, okay, well, how do you feel about being downtown? What is your experience like? What has it been like throughout the pandemic? And then from there, I can pull out the pieces that, you know, really are essential toward their story. And, you know, you will get some people who (laughs) say some interesting things about downtown, but I don't put those in the pieces, but they say those things because they feel comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a spectrum for any type of story. There's the good and the bad. So I I only want to take out the good because I want people to embrace downtown. But do they mention things that they're frustrated with? Sure. But they always come to a point of making sure they say, you know what, I like this place. And I think that's because they also know we're we're a platform that's Mm -hmm. trying to promote their business. So they want it in the best light as well. So they want to make sure that these stories sounds good as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's just important that you get those, you know, key core questions that kind of embrace a story and make it feel like there's a connection, especially for these downtown stories, a connection to downtown Richmond and why it's so important to come back. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's it's uh, it's about building that relationship. And it's also yeah. um there's a little bit of strategy to it. It's like, you're not going to ask the question of, um, you know, what has frustrated you? Like the first question out of the gate is not this huge question that yeah. puts them on the spot. You know, yeah. like there's yeah. sort of a buildup and, you know, yeah. you kind of ask questions that build upon each other. Yeah. Um, there's a flow always. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, um, I always love when I'm doing an interview and I'm towards the end of you know, the conversation. And I ask the questions that I know are just going to give me the best sound bite. But those you can't ask at the beginning because you really have to get loose, get warm. It's just like sports. I mean, you have to stretch before you um, do that rock star move. Yeah. Like, like for me, I'll, I'll just say like my big question for any interview at the end is, What's the wow factor about downtown? Oh, I love that. And after after they've finished, you know, usually a 15 to 20 minute conversation and then bam, wow factor. And they've already explained the wow factor throughout the interview most of the times. Mm-hmm. But then that's when they really get like to the heart of, you know what, I, I love the, you know, eclecticness I'll, I'll take that because a lot of people say that it's so eclectic downtown and mm-hmm. they love the essence and the feeling and the history and the culture and then that's when you get all of it together and it just compiles to this like almost beautiful thing and it's like it's so nice because you can really tell that the business owners are reflecting on like wow what do I really like about this and why do I like it down here? So, and and that's always great because you can see it in their faces when, when I have a zoom or even just a phone call with them, I I can tell that they're so happy about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's so exciting because it, it truly is. Um, you know, we use a lot of sports uh, analogies here, but it's truly like the home run when you hear yes. when you hear them say that quote. You're like, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So I, I do want to touch on one project that you and I both worked yes. on, um, which is um, our latest latest storytelling. I won't say greatest because they're all they're all children. They're all the same. Um, we love them equally. Um, but last semester, when you were an intern, yes, we launched the Phil, which um, is basically a storytelling platform for yep. nonprofits. Um, and uh, you and I also work on the DEI committee here at Hodges, and mm. we talk about using our voice to give a voice um, to others who may not be able to yeah. speak as loudly or um, in a way that we have the ability to. Um, so you got to write some pieces for that. I, I continue <laughs> to write pieces for that. So um, just what's your take on the Phil and yeah. our, our nonprofit community you, here? You know, the Phil is great in the nonprofit community, especially in the Virginia area, needs to be highlighted more. And, you know, that's the reason why we created the Phil is because there was this need to highlight nonprofits in Virginia. Um, because that wasn't being filled by really any media outlet until, I mean, of course, there's the major ones who highlight the success stories, but there's also like these minor success stories or the stories of these nonprofits kind of getting off of the ground with a new project that, you know, is it successful yet? I don't know, but I want to tell the story of why we're creating it and why it's important, which is also a key thing for not only donors, but for the outside community in general to just have a understanding of like what's going on in the Virginia area. How are people supporting the community around there? So when when I worked on the fill, I really, really did enjoy like telling the stories and I'll just say for Richmond, I enjoy telling the stories of nonprofits in Richmond like that was extremely exciting for me, especially because I grew up in Richmond and I was part of some of these nonprofit programs in Richmond. And, you know, I noticed sometimes that, you know, m big media didn't cover those stories that they were doing in the things that they were doing for the community was it's so important to the fabric of the city. Like, so you have to tell those stories. Like we said, you mm -hmm. have to tell those stories about what's happening in those communities and how each of these nonprofits are doing different things. Like they're doing, you have Art 180 who is, you know, doing more of an art centric, art centric, more based program. And then you have like Peter Paul, two programs that I covered, uh, who's doing more of a community based and trying to build up the community in the Churchill area. And they almost work together at some times, but they're also doing two different things. And it's so great kind of hearing those stories from those people. And like even like a organization like Collective 365, who mm -hmm. <laughs> they're doing such amazing work. And just kind of getting off the ground as a nonprofit. They, when I first interviewed, I don't even think they were a 5013C yet, but they were getting there. So, mm -hmm. in their story is important because they were able to raise money for, you know, businesses, nonprofit, people who were looking for funding to start up their future business. And they were doing things that were important for 
I think for them, they were focused on the DMV area. So DC, Maryland and Virginia area. So it's important. And they weren't getting any coverage, um, major coverage until we kind of came along and featured their story. And then they had some more coverage coming along and now they're doing great things. So yeah, it's, it's important that you tell those stories. And that's what I loved about working with the Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's been so fun too, to talk about not just, you know, the multi-billion dollar construction projects yeah. or the, yeah. the grants or yeah. the more newsworthy, worthy things, but just yeah. to capture the day-to-day stories. Like, yeah. Um, she's not here anymore at our agency. She's gone on to another job, but Shayla, mm-hmm. you know, your colleague, yep. Shayla, yep. um, she wrote these two profile stories, um, one on reestablished Richmond and one on circles RVA and like cry face afterwards because <laughs> yeah. she was able to just so beautifully capture, uh, the story of a individual who's gone through both of those programs, not the same individual, but that was the approach that she took for those. Mm -hmm. And it was a great way to tell the story of the organization without the typical, like this organization was founded in this time (laughs) and does this. Um, but she was able to show the services and the impact of a, an organization through the eyes of an individual individual who has gone through that. So that was pretty, um, we do a variety of stories. I mean, we've done those news pieces, but we've also done those profiles. So it's fun to tell different kinds of stories. And even as like, I think it's great for an intern to who's coming into PR and, you know, kind of happy, exciting, not knowing, you you know, what's really going on yet. It's, it's good to kind of tell those stories of nonprofits because they're, they're important. And they, they're, those are the ones that who are really, they want to talk to you like they want to share their stories. They're ready to share like everything because they want more people to know. And if our outlet can just be one of those outlets where they can come and say, OK, I can share my story here. That's great. And that's what the Phil does. And it's perfect for, you know, interns who are looking to get into PR. So it's it's a great program. And I know we've had two interns this year who worked on uh, the fill as well. And I feel like they've only helped grow it even more <laughs> than when we first had it. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's <laughs> like, I mean, we can't we originally wanted to do one story a week and we were like, this is ambitious. We're going to do one story a week. (laughs) I literally have not been able to do less than two because the ideas just keep coming in so fast and furious. And, you know, um, I wish all of my client or storytelling accounts are like this, but we are booked out six weeks in advance with stories. I mean, there's, there's no shortage to tell. So, and we're so excited to be able to do that. So, yeah. Um, well, I feel like you and I could talk all day about storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I feel like we could. (laughs) The story of storytelling, we could do it nonstop. Um, but we will put a pen in this and I'm sure you and I will write a future blog post about storytelling or maybe do another one of these conversations. (laughs) Um, so thanks. And, um, I guess we will talk about this again soon. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is great. Awesome.